0: 2013, this is 508, a show about Worcester. I don't even want to do a show this week, Brendan. No,
1: should I leave? I feel
0: like everything in Worcester is going so terribly this week. That <laughs> us even doing a show is going to turn into some sort of horrible thing. I'll do we my best nothing. to pick a fight with you. Oh, I'll tell you something. <laughs> last Thursday was the last Thursday night music night at the Dive Bar. Yes. And we got a little bit of interview footage with those guys, which we're going to have later in the show. And I honestly feel like that could maybe be the entire show because everything <laughs> else in the city Worcester, Worcester this week is horrible. Mm hmm. So, this week in Worcester... This is a week in Worcester where the biggest news and the most scandalous news was not that the bishop was arrested for drunk drive. That's the kind of news it was. This week in Worcester, we have a guy who was...
1: But he was arrested for drunk driving. He was arrested
0: for drunk driving. And he's... And he, but then he pled not guilty. Um, uh, this is a week where there's a guy in Worcester who's apparently planning to kidnap, rape, torture and eat children, yes. this is a week in Worcester where the body of the dead Boston Marathon Bomber has been in the city for the last week, and as some have pointed out, this has created, I don't know, turned the city into some sort of, like, international, what would you describe it as?
1: I mean, for, for at least, until things went crazy in Cleveland, it seemed like it had suddenly become the hub of international media. You we know. don't even, I mean,
0: we're not even going to talk about any other city because there's too much horrible stuff in Worcester. There's
1: (laughs) too much terrible stuff to talk about. We can just focus on Worcester, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, like the whole world, their eyes turned to us and uh, we were reminded once again that nobody in the world knows how to pronounce Worcester.
0: There you go. So this has been a week. So, you know what? This is one of these things like I don't know. There's there's certain there's certain sort of thought experiments where they sort of like present you with a scenario and ask you to pre- ask you to guess on how likely it is, and your guess is pretty low, and then they give you a more specific version yes. of the same scenario, and your guess goes up. So when somebody said, do you think that the body of the bo- dead Boston Marathon Bomber would ever end up in a funeral home in Worcester, I would say unlikely. When you would say, what if it was Peter Stefan involved, you would say, well, sure, of course, if Peter wasn't involved. So this is a week where Peter Stefan, St grouchy guy, funeral home director, sometime Worcester Gadfly, like, took it to the next level by saying, this funeral home will deal with his body when no other funeral home will. This is also a week when Worcester Gadfly, Billy Bro, also <laughs> took his horribleness to the next level. And so, like, everybody's raising their game of in the Worcester Gadfly industry. I feel like, again, this, me and Brendan are doing nothing this week. Not, no, not, not, not on that level.
1: It's, I, I, I would like to remind our viewers, too, that we've had a, a relatively long-standing policy of not uh, talking, speaking negatively about our local gadflies. Yes. But I think this is one of those weeks where they have earned uh, and deserved the uh, due respect of being spoken about, uh,
0: possibly in a negative light. Are you talking about Mr. Bro or people in general, gadflies in general? What, uh, Mr.
1: Bro, I think, in general, earned uh, as much attention as he gets. And I think uh, even he will be forced to acknowledge on a long enough timeline that this was the wrong kind of attention. He uh, has
0: been. He has been basically having press conferences. They've been covered by huge amounts of cameras, possibly because he just goes. He's incredibly photogenic.
1: Uh, and he. I mean, he actually went to Boston one day this week. Uh, Monday it was. Actually drove himself out to Boston just because there were other news outlets that he had yet to hold press conferences with, and essentially jumped in front of their cameras at the Moakley courthouse where they were staged because of the. Friends of the living Boston bomber were being arraigned on, or, or they were, there was a hearing to see if they could be released on uh, their own recognizance. Uh, so he had media staged out there. Billy just showed up to give his own press conference, completely unrelated to what they were covering, because he had felt as though uh, the donations apparently were not flying in quickly enough for his local project here to fly a body without State Department
0: approval overseas. Because here's what I would say. He, at least he was doing something constructive with his frustration, which is he was saying, we need to get this body out of the city. We're gonna raise money, and we're gonna fly this fly this thing overseas. I didn't. I haven't seen any of the press talk to the donors to make sure that they were they knew which body they were paying to ship overseas. They may have thought it was him. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> which you know, um, but uh, at least that's like a constructive use of his time. There was also a bunch of well, people to give Billy credit, though. I mean, I think that's actually it's the thing that.
1: Regardless of, of where you stand on the presence of this body that I think that's actually everybody's desire was to get it out of the city But I think for the majority of people uh, or at least the majority of sane people was to get it out of the city So that we could do the respectful thing and just literally put it behind us by
0: burying it Rather than, hold, I, rather than using this as an excuse to hold a series of huge press conferences I, I think Billy over was and seen, over and over and over again
1: I know last weekend was the big trebuchet uh, contest uh, over at Higgins Armory uh... in their parking lot I and mean, if i'm not mistaken billy was actually offering cash rewards for anyone that would bring their trebuchet down to boston harbor so he could just launch it into the launch the body into
0: the harbor. i had no idea
1: yeah no i mean it was he was looking for any opportunity just to get it out of in, into international waters or beyond
0: it's incredible well i would say again like i admire i admire the practicality of. If some of the aspects of this I don't like, appreciate appreciate the practicality of saying this is what I want and this is how I'm going to get it. There's also a lot of people out there protesting, basically calling for the desecration of this body, or something else, or complaining that it was disrespectful for this body to be in the United States, as though there were not—I don't know how many. Honestly, probably tens or hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Worse than this Boston Marathon bomber. Yeah. Buried yeah. In the mean, let, so let's
1: be honest. I mean, like, so everyone just take a moment and think about every serial killer that's ever lived. Think about every uh, person who's perpetrated a mass shooting. Everybody who's assassinated a president. A president.
0: We've actually an entire dis- generation of people who who uh, like raped and killed hundreds of Indians over their lifetime. Yeah,
1: and we 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 have actually buried all of those people. In, in many cases mm-hmm. now, and to be fair, in many cases, uh, you know, uh, bodies end up being cremated, and families make that decision for the. The, the simple practical uh, reason that they don't want to create something that could be a memorial right. to atrocity, yeah. but in this particular case, we're dealing with religious sensitivities mm-hmm. that you just, you can't ethically ignore. Um, right. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it strikes me as odd that people seem to be surprised that we would actually uh, have, that there would actually be a funeral uh, for somebody who's dead.
0: Right, Th- because they it. are dead.
1: They are in fact dead. Now that was confirmed by multiple uh, multiple parties, and and my understanding was always that when somebody dies, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually in Chapter 114 of the Mass General Law that you do in fact have to uh, bury a body, dispose of a body properly in a reasonable amount of time in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. I just assumed that that was something we we didn't take for granted.
0: Well, I just want to say I want to speak to the people who are advocating for the desecration of a corpse here, as though this will achieve some sort of justice that if we could increase the amount of justice in the world by desecrating a corpse, This would be a lot easier world to live in. Yes, you know, but I don't think it works that way. No, I mean, think of all the, think of how much better the world would be just from uh,
1: biology being practiced in in, at the high school level, right? All of those frogs being desecrated. (laughs) They would be contributing
0: to such justice being generated. We would have such a just world that nobody would know what to do with themselves. We wouldn't have a show to do. It would be incredible. I want to say so. There was a bunch of protesters there on Friday. I guess that was the peak of the protesters against the funeral home and for the desecration of a corpse, et cetera. And, and other and other I want I don't am I, I just I'm calling that sentiment out. But there's also other complaints going on in that protest. The telegram Gazette mentioned that there were a hundred people there. The, I've seen the videos that I've seen. Looks like there was about 50 people protesting, based on having counted protesters yesterday on that same strip street i'm going to say 50 people protesting i saw at least one facebook message from somebody saying there's a photo of me on the telegram website saying that i'm protesting this i was on my way to work (laughs) like there are a ton of people in maine south and when you get 50 people protesting something you're going to get another 50 people I, at least especially when you have a, if you if you have the international media at the corner of may and maine you're going to get some people standing around based only on the uh, tab for
1: detail work that the city seems to want uh, mr stefan to pick up i would have to assume the other 50 people
0: were also in law enforcement well uh, this is so this is the other this is the other angle but i just want to complain about demonstration ins and outs first which is that the i still haven't i haven't seen a concrete number from any news source of the number of demonstrators even a guess which is frustrating we had 43 people out there confirmed yesterday protesting in favor of the burial of corpses. I would say that the general sentiment of that group, and this is a breaking story. This body may have been buried by the time you see this video. This is a developing story, I guess. Basically saying, like, let's. if, if we needed to bury this body in the United States, that would be fine to bury this body in the United States. That would not be the worst thing in the world. OK. So What's the worst thing that we've done in the United States? All I know is we had 43 people up for that. I don't see any international. There was no international news coverage of that. And you know why? Anderson Cooper, nowhere to be found. It's not inflammatory enough. I was glad to be part of it. I feel like it has been a horrible, insane week in the city of Worcester. I wanted to just stand up and say there is some sanity in Worcester. Some Worcester, Some people in Worcester are jackasses. All of us are jackasses some of the time. Yes. But not all of us in Worcester are jackasses all of the time. This is my humble message to you, the viewer. Police details, Brendan.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I don't this even know what to make to... of that. It, it sounds
0: as though that what they're
1: they're they're uh, pegging it at around ten grand a day yes. uh, for police details, which so
0: this may be a hundred thousand dollars of police. It's a really time.
1: Exp- expensive experiment in how to dispose of a body in two thousand
0: and thirteen. And let me just say that except for the, t- I like I walk by that corner, you know, because that corner is not too far from my neighborhood like i guess my timing has been bad because except when i was there demonstrating i haven't seen any demonstrators all i've seen are police and sad sad looking cameramen (laughs)
1: <laughs> wondering why they're in, in a, stuck in a city that they can't pronounce the name. I don't know.
0: I feel like you, couldn't you just have one policeman there and if a, a demonstration forms, pull a couple over from somewhere else.
1: I, I, I am in absolutely no position to second guess. The, couldn't uh, you have a
0: webcam? Couldn't you just have some kind of an app? Isn't there some app someone could have on their phone that would just call the police if there was you, a problem? You would think we would to have an figured area? That a way
1: for C Click Fix to uh, have figured this one out by now. Um, yeah, no, I mean I, I don't want to second guess you know the the accounting abilities of the chief of police. Uh, I mean sure his numbers are solid, but. I think the, the bigger argument is, do we actually want to be, have the city put in a position where it's charging businesses simply for doing the business that they are chartered to do? Yeah. Um, that seems like an odd place I mean, they're, they're to go. There, there are certain examples of, of where I think that makes sense, you know, if you have bars that have been problematic in the past and they want to pay for a police officer to be on, on, on site. But I mean, it, it sounds like this is more the police department forced themselves or the city forced themselves on a, a business that... Is just doing its business, and, and right. I don't necessarily think that entitles them to say he owes them
0: uh, for that. No, this is the kind of thing. I mean, this is this is obviously the chief's the chief of police's call. Um, I would like to see a little. I don't know. I would like to see a little. I don't. Know, I would just like to under like it. I feel like a lot of people have been questioning. Like, th- is this a, is this a disproportionately huge and expensive police presence? Like, this is the kind of thing that pretty much only the council. Would well, how many how in. many
1: protesters did you say you saw there at the most? I
0: I never was there when there was a protester. <clears throat> Yesterday, when I was there, I talked to a reporter who will remain nameless, mm-hmm. and he said he'd been most of the there, most of the day. He had seen at one point two protesters.
1: Okay, so well, they had so well, how many police officers did you see?
0: I saw um I I saw. I saw five at one point, but I think there might have been six. I think one of them might have been somewhere else. Well, so I think if we if we stick with that, if we stick with those numbers, uh, two protesters, six police officers. There were also a bunch of journalists, and they can be they can they can be
1: rowdy. They can. Um, I think that's almost in line with the, the the six. Literally unwashed uh, masses, members of the masses uh, from Occupy Worcester, uh, and the need for nine <laughs> police officers to uh, keep an eye on them. Uh, when, last, they were, when they were <laughs> last year in, in City Hall. Um, so I, I mean, they it, were going it, to a
0: public meeting though.
1: This is true. The city councilor, the city council, and the manager were, were in extreme danger from people who hadn't eaten, if, slept, or, or showered in, if, in two weeks. If people weeks. were
0: but going to a public meeting to complain about Peter Stefan, maybe we would want nine police officers. might want, but nine this is just standing officer. on the street.
1: But I mean, if we're going to assume that that's the level of law enforcement necessary for uh, a limited number of people, I think we're dealing with the same, uh, you know, a similar ratio. So maybe things aren't too too out of control
0: just know. yet here. We do have. We, I mean, we do. Have, like, I, I guess on the one hand, I do feel like there's people who are at least making. I don't know if people were making threats or not, I don't know. I saw online comments calling for people to steal the body out of the funeral home. So maybe you could have a fear that someone who is up there protesting would secretly be trying to rob this funeral home, mm-hmm. grave rob this funeral home, or whatever. It
1: could also be that, you know, like a when a political convention comes to town, uh, it's usually assumed that you'll have a large number of, uh, like, sex workers, like prostitutes come into town right. to meet the needs of those convention goers. Um, maybe because so many of these protesters were from out of town we this thought that there might be an pond. influx of street walkers in the community so we were just upping the police presence to deal with what would be a perceived increase in um, uh, uh, quality of life type theory. crimes down there. I'm
0: trying to think if there's any other good theories here. Like one thing we should point out for people who aren't from Worcester is there's protests of a reasonable size in Worcester all the time sometimes with police presence usually not. I feel like 95% of the protests have been Two in the city of Worcester, maybe more than that. Had no police presence. They would last for an hour or two. They would never, you know. Are they for us? We have, we have we have a, we have, a, we have an audience <laughs> behind us, but our audience is not for us.
1: Um, yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know. I, I,
1: I, I would also think. I think there's an argument you made as well that. Uh, Almost the entirety of Worcester is is kind of in a constant state state of protest as well. But most of them are doing it from the comfort of their
0: own homes. They do uh, on go, they're they're doing it on Facebook. They're on
1: Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're they're just sitting at home watching TV and every once in a while I just think, what am I doing here? And they're
0: sharing petitions with their friends. Yeah. Do you want to talk about slot slap stuff, slot casino stuff? Sure. it has been got? a couple weeks since we talked about? It. I don't know. Like <laughs> what's changed? I don't know. I guess there maybe we're going to set a date for when this oh, thing is going to happen. Oh, seventeenth of September. Seventeenth of yeah. September. <clears throat> Seems like. Again, I don't know. I keep t- making comments about what I think political people think about this, and then they go around and change their mind, and I totally get whiplash. It seems like the city manager has at least made some comments that he's not s- super excited about.
1: Sounds like the police department is not super thrilled about it. They yeah. had a uh, report that I don't believe made its way to the council yet, but it seems like journalists got a hold of that was critical of uh, the design and potential yeah. impacts on the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, which. You know, I mean, whether I disagree with them or not, I mean that that tends to be a body that the city relies upon, the council, the manager yeah. rely upon heavily yeah. uh, in past practice uh, to pick a, a direction in which they're going to head. So I mean, that right. that could be a bellwether of sorts for uh, where the officials in the city how they start viewing
0: the project. There was a there was a public meeting where the uh, the slot machine people were pointing out it's not really uh, sl- slots parlor is probably the right term for this rather than casino because it's nothing like a casino. Um, the movie anyways not like the move no <laughs> i didn't really like that um that they, they they put out one of those like architectural drawings i don't know what you call them the art the drawings look like they were done in colored pencil of like what it was possible architectural rendering mm. of what the facility will look like and i'm used to seeing these and then seeing a few years later the building be built and i feel like over the years he sort of developed this ability to be like okay it's not going to be this cool this person with the popsicle probably won't be standing there yeah this beautiful Eagle soaring, eagle with the American flag in its talons. Probably, I think one of the better
1: examples of what you're describing was when we saw the uh, artist renderings of the original City Square designs. It involved lots of street vendors selling food, and then we immediately banned their presence (laughs) before that artist's uh, concept of what we what was possible could even begin to come to fruition.
0: That's totally right. Right, exactly. That's a perfect example. This is a kind of a terrible looking architectural rendering. Like it just looks like a it just looks like a weird like a weird Walmart hangar right by the side of the room. Yeah, like no, it's not set, no, no real nice setback, no, you no, know. And it, whether you like the way uh, Kelly Square looks now
1: or you hate it, uh, you know, but the neighborhood has a feel, right? I mean, it's a very old neighborhood. The architecture has a certain feel to it. Right. Um, a lot of the buildings that are being rehabbed along Watergreen and Harding Streets uh, have a very distinct sort of, uh, you know, post-industrial uh, vibe to them that yes. now that they're being rehabbed. And I don't think that that giant building fits any of those. I mean. To your point, I mean, that rarely do things end up looking exactly like the original set of watercolors uh, proclaim uh, the goals to be. Um, but that said, you know, I don't know, maybe it's probably something that could
0: be fleshed out a little bit more. Uh, I don't maybe know, Maybe it fit that neighborhood a it little bit better. It just looks cheap and crappy. It makes me feel like the people who are saying that, like, you know, when, when people say, like, slot machines are going to degrade Worcester. My, my first reaction is like how could you tell but then I look at that building and I'm like okay now I kind of get what people are saying that like this is kind of trashy even for a city which is sort of architecturally a mess mm-hmm. this is kind of just trashy looking. and this just bespeaks to like a really low budget crappy project and so I feel like I feel like much more biased against this project based on this drawing this is people people have their weird gut feelings some people are like Gambling is wrong, I'm going to be against this. This is wrong, that's wrong, I'm going to be against this. My feeling is, like, I want to see whether or not your art is good. And, I want to see the JPEG, and then I'll make up on my And
1: mind. I'm going to assume that Neil Bloom from Rush Street Gaming does not tune into 508 on a regular basis, but any if anyone who uh, works with Neil Bloom from Rush Street Gaming does pay attention to this show, uh, keep that in mind, because Mike Benedetti was the person who, when we first started talking about this, was really angry that anyone would have this sort of knee-jerk reaction uh, to being against the slots. Yeah, I think you went above and beyond to try and be at least accepting of the idea. Thank you. Uh, be accepting of the idea that the slots parlor could work here. And it seems as though the company proposing the slots parlor has done the
0: best job of convincing you that you don't want them here. (laughs) They've done such a bad job. I hear these stories about them paying local people so much money and putting so much money into this or that around this issue. I feel like they've just done such a bad job. Everything I've seen from them has been terrible and incompetent. I think as time has gone
1: on though, that I think people have kind of keyed into the idea that a lot of the money that's been spent, not all of it, but a lot of the money that's been spent has very much been hush money, uh, directed at people who could have been very vocal uh, opponents uh, or proponents, but uh, either way just did not want they didn't want them out in the public being another voice uh in the mix and they're not there as a result
0: wow but well, the mortgages are paid well <laughs> for now. good job to them <laughs> good anyway luck selling the house <laughs> good luck maybe, maybe they're going to bring the a team in later in the process i don't know end of august end of august let's watch some stuff at the dive bar i feel like the longer we talk the more likely there's some horrible thing is going to happen that we're going to have to put into this week's show worcester god bless you let's stay strong let's stay true to ourselves let's tune in for next week's 508 michael benedetti brendan Melody. thanks for having me bye everybody it's may the 2nd 2013 we're here at the dive bar with this with these guys these musicians today is like a special day it's the end of an era duncan i want to ask
2: you about this you've been to all these music nights (laughs) yeah i've been to all of them how many have there been uh, this is three hundred this is number three hundred and five or four. In the the
0: dive bar Thursday you night shoes. Yeah. <laughs> how, ma- how many
2: of them have you, yeah, have 100 you 100 been to, Jeremy?
0: So oh, I don't know. Lots. Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds? Uh, I don't know.
2: What
0: what has been the what has been the concept behind this? Why is this such a big deal that like there's like already it's already like way packed and it's an hour before the show.
2: Um I don't know. I, I think that uh, it appeals to people that are into music. And, and uh, it's,
0: been, it's been sort of a curated jam session. Is
2: yeah, right? we never called it a jam oh, session. Sorry. Basically, it's a unique oh, yeah. band each week. Really okay. um, each week, different people are brought down, okay. Okay. and they play together. And it's been like pop music, rock music? Uh, whatever we can come up with. We've done uh, every style that uh, we could think of. Like, hey, we've done a lot of Hindu music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. Like, what, what, like what kind of we, music? We've done rock, funk, uh-huh. jazz, soul. R and B, blues. Uh-huh. You know, we haven't done metal. We haven't done uh, bluegrass. Yeah, we've done some bluegrass. bluegrass. I think yeah. We attempted Highway Star once. That was probably <laughs> the closest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, basically the genre is defined by what musicians are available that week. Uh-huh. So each week you sort of you start with whoever has some songs, and then you fill out you fill in the blanks. So yeah. if there's a singer. Hey, that singer knows a ton of uh, country songs. OK, I know a guy that will be great on guitar. I know a guy that will be great on keys. I know a guy that will play you know, saxophone over there. And then you fill it out each week, and then you have a band. So each week's a different band, but it's not a jam, in the okay. sense that it's not, it's not just show up and play. It's each week, it's sort of you're trying to like create a one night only band.
0: And now, let me say for, for somebody going out to shows, this has been a pretty unique uh, musical scene here. Has this been like for you guys as performers? Is this unique, or is this the kind of is this stuff happening more often than people know? Uh, it's unique in the sense that I don't know that it's happening everywhere else in in the, in the immediate area. So okay. it's, yeah, it's unique that way. I mean, we're all getting together to avoid genres, really. I think we're just
2: showing up to make music, and yeah. you know, yeah, the fact that it's somewhat freeform and you can do whatever you want and yeah. it still ends up working usually that situation where it's a free-for-all we can do whatever we want right now it
1: I, can get yeah. a little self-indulgent sometimes but <laughs> it always tends to work something
0: i don't know I've, I've been impressed at the bands the different bands abilities just if people shout out some out of left field songs very frequently people are like all right. Well, musicians always have a back catalog of, you know, kind of the weirder, more out-of-place songs than most people have, you know, Uh so,
2: somebody says, yeah, you know that that W.C. Handy song, (laughs) sure, I know that one, let's do that, let's play it, let's play it like we've never played it before.
0: I want to ask Duncan one more question about historical perspective. Hi how's it he going? Uh, he's, how he's over here sh- doing a lot of power smoothing. <laughs> <Hi, I'm laughs> <shine. shine. laughs> you're also shine. the most best lit one tonight. That's here, also very it? expensive. Hey, drink, Dude, more. Yeah. Yeah. drink more. Drink more, oh. you go. Very talkative now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bruce, you Look, you're famous. Hey, well. Say hi to <laughs> the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about I want to ask you about all the good things that have come out of this music night? Sure. Now that it's ending up. Okay. What comes to mind? Well, uh, first forefront of my mind would probably be this new band
2: that we started, the uh, Curtis Mayflower. A lot of the songs that we have come up with, you know, started just as jams here, just kind of freeform. You know, somebody knew a riff and Craig knew some lyrics that he had written, (laughs) you know, so, so it was pretty cool. So we got a. We got an album that uh, we just finished recording. Ho- hopefully uh, get that released in a couple months. Wonderful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let me ask let me ask Duncan this question too of
2: culture, the mayor of Wormtown. You, well, are you not the let mayor. It die, let it die. Let it die. Let it die. This is Brian Goslow. Hi, Brian.
0: Duncan, I want to ask you one last come question on here. Well, we're, he was just, he, we were just talking to Brooks about uh, uh, okay. the Curtis Mayfield. Okay.
2: Curtis Mayflower. Mayflower. Yeah, yeah. Coming
0: out of tonight. What other, what other things have yeah. come yeah. out of the, uh, the Thursday night music night?
2: Um, sure. Well, yeah. Scott Ricciuti and Pistol Whipped. Scott okay. was one of the very first people to come down here and do these with me. And we started. Uh, he had never done a a sort of, not a cover gig, but a a gig where he had to fill three hours of music because he was playing with Hawk in childhood. So he was coming down here on Thursdays, just drums and guitar. And then eventually I convinced him, like, let's add some bass. Let's, you know, let's do some things. And we added Jeff Birch, Uh who's a bassist and and Pistol Whipped, as well as a bunch of other things. it became a band very organically. Yeah. Um, so, Pistol Whipped, um, Big Scream and Shout, which is a big soul band, uh-huh. was directly as a result of uh, a couple of years ago we were having a Christmas party here on a Thursday, and I wanted to do nothing but Motown stacks soul music, and um, so I put together a band with Craig singing uh-huh. and a brass section and organ, and it was a 12-piece band. And we loved it, platform. so we started doing it more regularly. We called uh, it Big Scream and Shout. Like this. And I know oh boy. Very... No one's coming to <laughs> <that>. <laughs> And then um, no, I'm just...
0: currently, the, the Curtis May flower. Um, for like, I don't I'm forgetting one
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Eyed <I'm> Rabbit. <laughs> Did you, the best. Did, you, did Did you meet your wife at this Thursday night or just at this bar? <laughs> I met my same wife same as at as a show Thursday show night at so the dive bar. And now night. she's here tonight. She's <laughs> here tonight, yep. She is as pregnant as can be. Um, and uh, I think she's going to sing a song with us. Uh, it's going to be great. Well, i tell you, this has been a good Thursday Night Music Night. I think so. I already see it ending, but I'm glad it's going out on an amazing note. Here. Yes, let me just mention because I was spacing. But Big Eyed Rabbit with John Short, and Jeff Birch. I mean, that's the other band that's started this, and, and they're currently playing. You know. Fantastic! Congratulations. Thank you, Mike. Great to see you.
0: <laughs>